Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who is eager to forgive and who loves us beyond our days. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Holy God, our righteous judge, daily your mercy surprises us with everlasting forgiveness. Strengthen our hope in you and grant that all the peoples of the earth may find their glory in you through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Now it's time for a children's message. Hey, Victoria, do you know how to pray? How do you pray? On your knees, that's a way to pray. Do we pray by lighting candles? Yeah. Well, today, Pastor Karen's about to read us a story where Jesus talks about two different people praying. So I thought today would be a good day to talk about different ways that people pray. Have you ever seen mommy pray with her hands open? Yeah, that's how I do the Lord's Prayer. Have you ever seen people pray with their hands closed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people pray that way. What are some other ways you think you could pray? What are other ways you could talk to God? Go on your knees. Go on your knees. Do you think singing is a way to pray? No. It is? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think dancing is a way to pray? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Do you think you can pray just in your head? No. You can. Do you think you could pray by whispering it? Yeah, that's how mommy prays. Not me. Not you. Do you think you could pray by being really loud about your prayer? Yeah. Yeah? What kinds of things could you pray for? Mm. Um, make bubbles. You pray for bubbles because you like bubbles? Yeah? So things we like and we're happy about? Can we pray when we're sad? No. We can. Yeah, it's pretty silly. You can pretty much pray for anything. Do you know what praying is? No. Praying is talking to God. (laughs) Right? Please don't play with that. Yeah, praying is talking to God, and we can do that in lots of different ways. You want to pray with me right now? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, hold my hand. Dear God... Thank you so much for prayer. Thank you for having a conversation with us and for listening and for always being there and knowing what's in our heart. Amen. Please rise as you are able. Let us together welcome the gospel.
The coming reign of God will involve unexpected reversals of fortune with judgment rooted in mercy. Jesus tells a parable in which the one who humbles himself is exalted, and the one who exalts himself, his own righteousness, is humbled. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 18th chapter. Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give a tenth of all my income, but the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. I'm so grateful that I'm humble. It's, it's, I'm joking, of course, because it doesn't work that way. Uh, we hear this story, and for many of us, it's not the first time we've heard this story. Plus, it's not the first time this season that we've heard Jesus reversing expectations and saying, what I've been teaching you, it's not, it's for you to shift and really, really offer yourself to God and allow, well, allow for submission and not to be out um, demanding that the world comply or that the, those in the temple comply with what you understand the rules to be. That's what he's been saying. He's also been saying, Everybody is included in God's love. God's love is for everybody. Everybody's welcome, which was a reversal. And the things that matter to God are not the things that matter to other people, usually. So he's been doing this reversal uh, all along this season. And we get to this this piece where, where they're praying at the temple. And, well, I would be surprised if any of us out loud ever said, I'm so glad I'm not like these other people. We do it in ways that sneak up on us. And we all do it in ways that sneak up on us. Because we try to follow Jesus, and we try to live the way we understand ourselves to be called. And most of us want to be able to look at that and say, okay, I'm doing well. I'm doing well with that. We are, it's okay for us to, to, to acknowledge that we're doing well. The dangerous part is whether we're grateful that we're doing well because 
God is allowing us to do well or whether we're proud that we're doing well because that's going to please God. And we have to remind ourselves over and over again because you know what? I, I, I think it's great to celebrate to celebrate the, the good that's going on in our lives, the good that's going on in us as a community, the good that God's doing through us. Celebration of that is really important. That's, that's one way to pray, is, is to, to sing and to be grateful. But again, being grateful acknowledges that anything that we do is because God empowers us to do it. So I'm going to point out some of the ways that might have snuck up on you. We're in an ELCA church. Lutherans have a long history of rigorous biblical theology. It's what we're known for. It's what Martin Luther, what freed Martin Luther, and what we inherited. Biblical theology, rigorous study of it. You may not know that other people who have opinions about denominations think of us as theological snobs because we have this history of rigorous biblical theology. A gift, a gift, until we celebrate it over and against what other people are encountering and celebrating in God. We here are, we have a really uh, important food pantry that feeds hundreds of people each week through your generosity, food challenges, and dedicated money in the budget, and you know, hundreds of volunteer hours, if not thousands, every year which is a great, a great ministry that we are privileged to provide. As soon as we start feeling like, look at us, we got, we got an important ministry here. We're diverting our attention from the gift that we have an opportunity to serve to a feeling like somehow that impresses God or somehow that makes us more Christian or more pious or we're truly living out our faith. We have this warming shelter that people are, are thanking us for and acknowledging us for. The reality is, when we took on the warning shelter, we also said, this is probably going to help the congregation through a time of real budget crisis. We're in a real budget crisis because the, the budget, we're, and everybody, by the way, all nonprofits, are in a real budget crisis right now because people are not able to and are not giving at the rates that they plan to at the beginning of the year. And, and last year, when you know, in the middle of COVID, we knew that it was going to help the church through a time where we're reevaluating 
who we are and then suspending that reevaluation as we go through COVID. Well, in as much as it helps the church, I'm not, I'm not criticizing the fact that it helps the church. What I'm saying is if we do that ministry because it helps the church, we're just buying grace or trying. Because there are people that carry their junk around and have no place to warm up, and we are privileged to be able to host that. It doesn't always feel like a privilege, because sometimes it's a lot of work, but we are privileged to be able to do that. We have a worship, a liturgy, with its roots back to the earliest church community as part of our liturgical worship, connects us with churches throughout history. We have hymnody. Some, uh, the prayer today, I think, was from, translated from a prayer in the 500s. So we have this long history. If we get so that we're so much celebrating history, we miss. What, it, what new is God doing in the world? I will tell you that I am not especially comfortable in worship services where people typically worship in this position singing and spontaneously yell out their, their praise or their participation. That's not where my comfort zone is. But I can be snobby about that if I think, well, you know what? Lutherans do not get in your face. We do not get in your face. We, we serve. We love next to you. We, we, we you know, kind of quietly take care of these things. And you're not, we're not going to be standing on the street corner yelling at you. Again, we can be prideful about that. Because we are the evangelical Lutheran church in, the, in America. Evangelical, which means sharing the good news. Do your neighbors know that you're a Christian? Do you ever share your faith? Do you look for opportunities to share your faith in ways in addition to serving? This is not to demean serving. It's to say, see, it sneaks up on us. We're serving. We're doing the work we're called to do. But if we get really proud of the way we do it, we are doing the same thing as the Pharisee. When people, when people talk to me about things that they would like to do in worship or in the sanctuary, if they start with, and some of you have had this conversation with me, I don't like, or I like, I'm probably going to push you a little bit on that. Not because likes and dislikes aren't real, but because we want to talk about more than what we like. We want to talk about how does anything that we want to do serve the mission that God has called this church to do? If what we like to do can be done in a way that serves the mission, then we are humbling ourselves to what God is calling us. If we are starting and ending with what we like and don't like, we're no different. 
from the Pharisees. Jesus, when he told this, he was talking to devout Jews, not primarily Pharisees. But he was pushing the Pharisees more and more. He knew that he was making them upset. He knew where it was going because he was really overturning their value system of, as long as I follow these rules, I am righteous. We reject that. Also part of Lutheran theology, also part of most Christians' theology, we reject that. We are not righteous because of what we do, right? We know it in our head. We know it in our head. However, most of us come from good, hardworking stock, right? We believe in working hard, being diligent. And before too long, we start to value what we accomplish or value ourselves if we're doing enough or if we're accomplishing enough. So Jesus was talking to these people, reminding them that's not where righteousness comes from. Journeying towards righteousness, working towards righteousness is a myth because it's always going to be us working, receiving the righteousness that God wants to do in us is harder. It's harder because it means not doing. It means allowing, submitting, and receiving. Which is what, of course, the tax uh, collector is doing here. And tax collectors, most of you know this, but I'm going to remind you, tax collectors, so they would take a contract, you know, Somebody from the community, somebody from Juno, be contacted by somebody in Washington and say, look, here's the contract. You bring me this, many taxes, this much in taxes. And then I'm going to go out and collect as much as I can so that I'm going to pass on whatever my contract is and I get the rest. That's how tax collectors got paid, right? Whatever they could collect, they paid what they had to, and they were doing it on the backs of their brothers and sisters. That was one of the brilliant things that the Romans did in terms of taxation is they got somebody in the community. Middle manager to try to work people and take advantage of what they had to offer. And this is the person who goes and submits and says, I know. And the important thing to notice, and Luke, when he tells about Jesus telling this story, points this out. We are that person, too. And that person, too, sneaks up on us. Because sometimes we do notice that maybe we're not living in the fullness of what we're called to do. And sometimes we really do have those moments where we just recognize that by ourselves, we are broken. And that we are privileged to enjoy and celebrate the grace that we encounter in our lives. So we are both of these, both of which we kind of got to watch for. 
anytime, anytime you are, anytime you are recognizing the value of God's love in your life, remind yourself to start with thanks. And anytime you realize that God's love isn't in your life, start with humility. Because we're promised that if we come to God, open about our brokenness, that confession, recognizing, you know what? I really am all that stuff. We're forgiven. We're forgiven. The tough part is allowing ourselves to see all of that that goes on in our hearts. Let God reveal to you this week all those things that God's doing in your life that you get to be grateful for and thank. Let God reveal in your life those things of which you need to repent. And thank God that you don't have to do any of it on your own. But it's done for us through Christ. Amen. Join. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. You are in the midst of us, and we are called by your name. Inspire your church to serve and love all people with the unceasing grace you extend to us. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. God of all creation, you formed a world where even the sparrow finds a home. Preserve the beauty and diversity of all creatures with whom we share the earth. Lead us to protect all living things. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. God of peace, 
You are ever-present. You are an ever-present help in time of trouble. Rescue families and nations torn apart by violence and warfare, especially those on both sides of the border in China and Taiwan, Israel and Palestine, Russia and Ukraine. Unite all people toward common goals of reconciliation and peace for every person. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. God of hope, you stand with the suffering and give strength. Comfort your people filled with fear or anger, anxiety or shame. Bring healing to all who are sick in body, mind, or spirit, especially those recovering from natural disasters or living with political polarization. Hear us, O oh God. God of restoration, you call us to trust in you and not ourselves alone. Make this congregation a community of humility and repentance, ready to encounter you in love and follow in your ways. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. God of wisdom, guide presiding, presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Lysith of our Sister Synod, and Pastor Karen Perkins. For our neighbors in the Alaska Southeast Cluster, especially Island of Faith Lutheran Church Wrangell, that your saving faith may be known to all. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. And for what else do the people of God pray? for a safe, warm, dry place to rest. God of eternal life, to you be the glory forever. We give you thanks for all who have fought the good fight, finished the race, kept the faith, and now live with you. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. With grateful hearts, we commend our spoken and silent prayers to you, O God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together 
in song and prayer. Gracious God, in your great love, you richly provide for our needs. Make of these gifts a banquet of blessing and make us ready to share with all in need. Through Jesus Christ, who sets a table for all. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our, Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. God, who gives life to all things and frees us from despair, bless you with truth and peace. And may the Holy Trinity, one God, guide you always in faith, hope, and love. Amen. Go in peace with Christ beside you. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.